Welcome to Roadcase, the podcast that explores the live music experience. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Josh Rosenberg, and I'll be taking you on a journey through in-depth interviews with performers and key people in the industry to explore the magic of live music, how it can be totally transformative for both fans and performers, and we'll look at how they take it all out on the road. It's going to be a great ride, so here we go. Okay, welcome back to Roadcase, everybody. This is your host, Josh Rosenberg. Really psyched to be here. Thanks, everyone, for joining me. If you're new to Roadcase, to listen to this episode with Lily Hyatt, welcome to the Roadcase community. And there's a couple different ways that you can get involved uh, with Roadcase. You can follow us on the social media channels, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at Roadcase Pod. Uh, you can also shoot an email to me at info at roadcasepod.com if you have any questions, uh, comments, suggestions for guests. That'd be great. I promise I'll get back to you. Um, we also have a website at roadcasepod.com. Uh, you can uh, learn a little bit more about the podcast, find out where to, the best places to listen, which obviously, if you're listening to this, you've already found that out. But uh, another great way to show your support for Roadcase is to subscribe to this platform, to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And you can do that by, for example, if you're on Apple Podcasts, which is the, one of the more popular listening platforms, you just scroll down to the bottom, uh, see, uh, see all episodes, click there. And then if you scroll further down, you can rate and review the podcast. And if you subscribe to it, it'll pop up in your, uh, on your phone or wherever you listen and uh, tell you when there's new episodes. So that's a great way to do that. And when you're there, if you could rate and review Roadcase, that would be really awesome. So I'm really psyched to have Lily Hyatt uh, here on Roadcase for this interview that took place in early June. Uh, just to give you a little timing context, um, Lily is a Nashville-based folk uh, and alt-country artist. Uh, really love her work. She put out an album just before the pandemic hit called Walking Proof back in March 2020, which was one of my favorite uh, sort of pandemic albums, for better or for worse, for better in this sense, because I really like the album. Um, Lily is uh, was educated at University of Denver and uh, is super intrigued by like human behavior. And you can hear that in her lyrics and uh, things that we talk about. Um, she struggled uh, with sobriety. She's now been sober for quite a number of years. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit. She's got some great road stories, uh, especially uh, about being self-sufficient on the road, uh, traveling solo in her old Honda. And um, so we'll hear a little bit about that. And uh, she loves to talk with fans, loves being up on stage. Um, and uh, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, Lily is John Hyatt's daughter. John is a um, very noted Nashville-based uh, artist, and I really love his work. And um, it's kind of first how I learned about Lily. And um, we talk about kind of growing up in a musical uh, household and kind of what that meant for Lily's development as an artist and as a human being. So uh, this is a really great interview. Really love talking to Lily. want to thank everyone for joining me for this one. I know you'll really like it. And I want to thank Lily Hyatt again for stopping by and for spending this time with me on this episode of Roadcase. 
and here we go. Hi, Lily. Thanks for being here on Roadcase. Thanks for having me. So great to see you again. I know uh, we covered that we had met a couple times. Yes, it's um, all coming back to me now in Chicago. Yep. And you were, yep, yeah. I remember you being at the bootleg because it was like, oh, he's here too, all the way in L.A. Yeah. Well, I'm from L.A., so I was out there and... Um, uh, I saw you playing with Blitzen, and I loved, and that venue is just so great. I couldn't pass that up. So, Bootleg Rocks, definitely one yeah. of my faves. Is it why? It's just a good rock club in a cool part of LA, and LA is awesome. That area, it's a Silver Lake ish area. Yeah, kind of like, like south of Silver Lake. Yeah, I love it. That. It's got a bagel place across the street. It's just cool. I, I'm, I was yeah. born in LA, so every time I go, I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, you were born there, but you, I mean, you didn't live there for very long. Do you still feel like you're kind of an LA person or <laughs> I feel a little hooked in? I mean, you know, I got to spend the first year of my life there. That's a formative year, <laughs> you know, like you're taking yeah, a true. lot in. So it definitely right. made an, imp- I do every time I go to LA, I'm like, I feel good. So I've never lived there as an adult might, might change my perspective. I'm not sure, but I've always kind of <laughs> dreamed of having like, an apartment out there that I can go to, you know, because yeah. LA is cool. Me, t- <laughs> me too. <laughs> it's a good dream. A lot of us dream of having a California pad. So yeah, having a nice house in Venice near the beach that would be awesome. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that. Was- but the whole one year thing. I was just talking to Tristan, who's kind of your neighbor in in Nashville, and she was like. Uh, you know, I was, we we're talking about roots and, um, I was saying how, yeah, you know, I, I lived in, I grew up in LA and I lived there throughout high school and everything and went to school up the road in Santa Barbara. And she's like, well, the first seven years of your life, she's like, show me the person, uh, at seven and I'll show you the adult essentially paraphrasing. Totally. I, I, I guess, right. Like you're the same person. Is that what she was saying? Well, that, you know, you were talking about the formative years. So I thought about what she had told me, what she had said. And that's kind of, I don't know, does that sort of yeah. ring a, the kind of make sense for you at least? Yes, totally. And, uh, you know, I love Tristan. She's really cool. And, uh, and yeah, I'm sure she's thinking about that a lot too, because she is a child, you know, and it's like, I'm yeah, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then we started talking about her kid. Yeah. Yeah. And you just learn so much through kids, but, um, yeah, I'm a lot like I was, I'm, I've always, you know, I don't know, things about me have changed, but the essence of my personality has probably been about the same, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, I think about that. Uh, I've been <laughs> thinking about that a little bit. I mean, people are kind of hardwired in one way, right? In one way, yeah, for sure. And then maybe kind of then they're so then you're kind of formed by experiences, right? But it always kind of comes back to really, I think, who you are at the end of the day. Would you agree with that? Yeah, totally. Although I will say I, I do like when I challenge that notion internally and push myself to expand my interpretation of something. Cause sometimes I feel like hmm. I've limited myself to being like, well, this is just who I am and this is what I do, or this is how I react. <laughs> It is fun to challenge that and be like, no, like I've learned, like you said, experiences, they shift us because we learn 
oh, maybe I won't panic the next time that happens because it happened once and I got, I, I, I learned from it or whatever, you know? So, but yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, in struggling with sobriety or struggling with, uh, since you're sober and struggle, having that type of struggle, do, do you think about whether that at that time when you were struggling with it in that transitional period, did you think about, well, maybe drinking is like a part of my personality. I, I don't know how that, how does that work? You know, I, I, I'd have no idea. Yeah, I mean, more for me, drinking, it didn't feel like a part of my personality. It felt like the key to getting me, it felt for a while like the key to some confidence for me and just like removing a mm. bit of like maybe helping like me become a little more unguarded. But over time, it didn't seem to mean that to me anymore, which is why I, I stopped because it started out to be a really nice way of just loosening up, you know, and that's when it was fun. It's fun to loosen up and feel that yeah. way. But over mm -hmm. time, it kind of swung the other way and just seemed to be really restricting me. So to me, it was just kind of more like about just a practical move. It was like, eh, this doesn't really make a lot of sense in my life anymore. So let's stop, you know? So Yeah. How hard was it for you to at that point to stop? Well, I mean... In a way, it was at first, it was really, I don't know. Once I make a decision, I'm pretty hell bent on it. I'm a pretty committed person. So I think that worked in my favor. And I did have a couple trial runs. I mean, not to say that we don't know what, I don't know what my future holds. I hope to not drink again. It's not really in my plans, but I can't really determine what each day holds in my future at all. But the plan is to stay away from alcohol. <laughs> but, yeah. but when I first quit, uh, I would go like three months and then I'd have like a little weekend bender, whatever party, not even a bender, just party again. But I did that a couple times and both times it just sucked. Like when I drank again, not cause I didn't mm. have fun just cause mentally I was so beyond wanting that, that I couldn't enjoy myself. Um, and so that, that, that the last time was nine years ago, almost 10 years ago, which is cool. And I was just like, eh, this sucks. Like, I don't, I don't feel good when I do this. I don't feel good about myself. And, mm -hmm. uh, so it wasn't hard to like stop drinking alcohol. It was more hard to like learn how to be myself outside side it was more hard for me to just not feel extremely um shy and nervous uh without the crutch of the booze you know and social situations so yeah. that took a long time and it still does i mean i still when i go somewhere everybody's kind of like that you take a sec to loosen up and whatever but um yeah yeah so. yeah yeah, it's kind of like being easier on yourself and understanding that, you know, I think it's okay if people aren't that, you know, relaxed in a social situation. Sometimes social situations can be stressful, right? Yeah, I think a lot of people have social anxiety. And because I think, too, for people like people like me, like, I want to, like, know what's going to happen and you just can't. Even though I yeah. love I love spontaneity, it's like a weird combination because one part of me just wants to 
roll with it. And another part of me is like, oh, all these people are here and I don't know what they're going to do and how they're going to react. And like, that'll freak me out. But then like 30 minutes into it, you j- I just accept it. And I'm like, oh, no, it's cool. Like, you know, I don't know. I, th- I think a lot of people kind of just clam up when they're around a group initially because you don't know how it's going to go. And then you get into it and you're like, oh, okay. So. Right. A good, a good thing is to like, try to not surround yourself with judgmental people. So, you know, you know that you're not, that no one's going to give a shit, you know, if you're how you are. Right. But that's kind of, you can't, that's difficult to control too. And you never know. And if you suffer, if you have a, if, if you struggle with anxiety, that's kind of one of those things that you can't talk yourself out of. I think sometimes. That is so true. And honestly, the most paralyzing thing for me is my own anxiety when I'm spinning out and worrying about something, it's like so inflated by anxiety that it really helps me to recognize that that's all it is and that it doesn't have to, that's not even a reality. You know what I mean? So, uh, right. Right. I mean, I guess, I guess your feelings are part of your own reality, but it, it just, it can manifest in such weird ways and can lead to such troublesome thoughts that are just kind of, there's no validity to them. Yeah, that they're just thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. That they're just thoughts. Like that, the panic attack is just are, are thoughts. I mean, I don't mean I'm not diminishing it, but yeah. Yeah, it feels horrible when it's happening, but it's not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna kill you. You know, you'll be. Right. You'll, you'll get through it, and you might probably look back and be like, "That was kind of absurd in a way," <laughs> or at least I have yeah. it my own. Like when I've spiraled out. When I'm in a calmer place and I look back, I'm like, my, my goodness. Whoa. Wow. You know, but right. Whatever. Things happen. We get in our heads. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, how much did I, and you, you graduated from University of Denver in psychology. Is that correct? I did. Yep. Yeah. So did that kind of background help you get through some of these issues or did it just make it worse? Cause you knew all these things that, you know, could be or psychological issues. I think it's uh, I think, you know, there's pros and cons to having that information for me. Uh, and I was, I've always been like really intrigued by the mind and by human behavior in general. I mean, most of us are, we all have to live here and deal with each other. But like, and the way I grew up just really, it really piqued my curiosity in terms of just wanting to know more about that sort of thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I studied it. And uh, I had a lot of fun doing that. And I've also, it's been interesting being an adult and finding my own relationship with the psychology of things. I feel like I appreciate a homeopathic approach, uh, whatever that kind of entails. So, and, and kind of the, I like a mixture of psychology and mysticism and nature. So kind of just taking that all into account and, uh, is, is what I enjoy. Right. But yeah, a little knowledge of, uh, you know, you can define so many things, but at some point it just is. And it's like, you just let it be. It doesn't have to get, you know, maybe it doesn't need to get fixed or maybe you don't need to get help or, you know, I mean, obviously there's, it's really important to seek help 
for issues that, you know, we, we find, you know, that are debilitating and whether mental or physical or whatever, uh, I believe in that. But, uh, but also just like granting your, for, for me personally, granting myself some neuroses and just being like, ah, it's part of me. And it's kind of hilarious. Yeah. These are my little things. And when I'm like a little more, cut myself a little more slack with them, it helps me. <laughs> Helps. Yeah, that's good. Do, are, does um does songwriting help you with oh, that? Oh yeah, songwriting helps a lot. It, it illuminates a lot for me, um, and it gets me out of like a circular thinking pattern, uh, and it kind of just helps channel things into a flowing stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like uh, Walking Proof that came out back in March um, uh, is 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 so. Um, so personal and you, you really put yourself out there for someone who, uh, claims to be shy in social situations. And uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding you. I'm teasing you, but I mean, you put it out there. Yeah, I always kind of do in my songs and I, I guess it's really almost funny cause I didn't really realize that. And I don't realize that till people tell me I'm like, and then I'm like, Oh, mm. like, is it too much? Like, but I guess oh. <laughs> that's the, that's the spot where it's comfortable for me. It's easier for me to communicate there than in conversation in a way. That's mine. That's my little space. And whoever wants to relate to it, I'm really excited about that, you know. But um, there is that element of control there. You know, I write my songs, so they're going to be what they're going to be. And no change in it, you know? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what about your relationship with live performance? And um, for someone, you know, we, we already talked about being, um, having some level of social anxiety, or at least historically for you. Um, how does performing in a live setting kind of figure into that for you? What are the challenges or positives of Honestly, it? Honestly, performing live for me, it, it's mostly all positives. The challenges I find enjoyable, like whether it's like crappy sound or a weird stage or a room where you're like, oh, this is going to be weird. Like, I love yeah. it all. Like even the nights that I've played for nobody and felt like I was going to just, you know, just crumble from how embarrassed and, you know, or the nights I've played to people just talking and, you know, I don't care. Like I love to play like, and I love to play with a band uh, and I love for us to get better. That's a whole separate part of things. Cause that's the space where I actually get to feel the community and the communion of music in a song with the people in right. the audience and my bandmates. Um, and that's really special to me. So it's just, full of joy to me so yeah well <clears throat> yeah in this period it's kind of been lacking joy but we're sort of kind of coming back now right how did you fare throughout last year and what are your kind of thoughts sort of i don't want to tempt fate by saying post-pandemic but i'll just say what are your thoughts today about what occurred in 2020 and how did that shape you yeah well it's been such a i mean I don't know. It's so bizarre in ways. I feel so far away from the person I was in 2020. And I guess I feel like that every year we change, but 
last year was a big one for us all because we yeah. had to adjust so much and there was so much grief and it it was just horrifying in so many ways and uh but mm. in other ways i found it to be really beautiful just in the sense of the way that i felt toward people changed and i had a bit more of uh, time to consider just so much more than I had rather than my own success and my own trajectory and what that means and what my music means out in the world. Like I thought about other people most of the year and my friends Mm. and hoping that everybody was going to be okay. And, uh, I mean, I cried many tears for myself, but you know, and just like all, like the movements that, you know, began just, becoming really, you know, pronounced like the Black Lives Matter movement. Like that's really exciting to me and means a lot. And these conversations started occurring that needed to. And uh, for that, I'm grateful Uh, for the virus and all the death and and heartache it caused. I'm very sad, you know, and well, we've all changed from it. And hopefully now that we're getting to be back together, there's going to be a lot of just, uh, unbridled you know just happiness that we get to be together every show everything I've just been like yes like not only to do play my music but to be there for others and like watch bands I love play like yeah I I know what you mean though like there's part of me that's like I want to go out every night like I stayed in every (laughs) night last year like I'm ready you know and I you know know, it's like we miss it so it's coming (laughs) yeah I'm kind of jealous I was like scrolling through your Instagram and seeing there's like a bunch of different things going on in Nashville these days, you know? There is. It's cool. It's, I, I'm happy yeah. to be here. I'm like, Nashville's a half... Our city reopening, I mean, we are music city, and we had to shut down last year, and we were real... I'm so proud of the city. Uh, well, I'm proud... Like, East Nashville, where I live, was just very considerate of what was happening. And, it, you mm-hmm. know, Broadway was a different story. Let's say that. But, like, I mean, it, it was a mess down there. But uh, I know that it's going to be just, like, a vibrant time in Nashville. Like, we're Music City. Like, we're ready. We're like, give us the music again, you know? So. Yeah. And you had uh, you had Walking Proof that came out just as the pandemic was hitting and you had some shows obviously that were you were supposed to i think i i was going to see you somewhere in chicago in april i think of 2020 um so how were you how did you um clearly that was really disappointing how did you kind of get through that disappointment and um where are you kind of now with that or (laughs) well you know i was really really sad and it hurt really badly to just I, and I think I'm not alone in that and that a lot of musicians, I know I'm not alone. It, it, not just because I had a record coming out, like just because like we are all used to touring and playing like and getting, you know, yeah. even if you don't tour, like you go around town and gig all the time and go hang out with your friends that are gigging. And it's just what we do as musicians. So like to have your whole understanding of that turned upside down is incredibly confusing and it felt like a big I mean it broke my heart like it really did because that's what I I was living for but through that I learned how to live for other things and for that I'm grateful and I wrote a lot of songs and uh, enjoyed playing my guitar and spent a lot of time by myself playing guitar and singing so you know 
it was nice in its own way, you know, so. Yeah, so you've got some new material? Yeah, I do. We're, uh, yep, I have some new, I'm working on a new album now, so it's cool, and it's nice to do that without just obsessing about it, because I'm putting everything on that, which is what I kind of have done for a long time, like, because I love to have that kind of focus, but, um, this time I'm just like, yeah, let's just make it. Like we're in, we're, we're in a pandemic. Like let's make some music. Like why would we not, you know? And so, so we have, you know? <laughs> yeah. And well, you said not obsessing over it, but you said you're doing everything. It's, it's all about the album right now for you. So how, how are those things to stay? Yeah. Well, it's, it's just, I guess before, like, I would always be like, oh, well, we're going to put it out. We're going to have this big, luckily, like, I work with a great label, and they put a good pan- campaign behind it, and you do promote yeah, yeah. it. And not say I'm not going to keep doing that, but this is just a bit more laid back time in general of, like, there aren't as many rules. There's not a specific protocol. Like, we don't even know, like, touring's popping up again but it's like people are announcing stuff for 2022 you know like whatever there's no template like this has never happened before like so many things of like we're doing things for the first time in so many different ways it's true and i kind of work best when things are that way because i'm like ooh, like Uh. let's try something it's exciting to me because it's like i don't like rules anyhow and it's like there there really aren't any right now and and i work with great people who are flexible and innovative and open. So like I feel in a good space and my fans are cool. They just want to hear music, you know? So it's yeah. cool. I don't, I don't have the same mentality of like, I hope this makes me a star. Not that that was, but you know, every, of course I want to like keep pushing and I want people to come to my shows. But right now I'm like, I just want to give people some music like that's what I do and that's what I can give. So like I want to give put that out there, you know, so. Right, whether it's a new material, um are you are you playing new material in the in the the few gigs that you've you've done in the recent couple of months? Yeah, I've played some new stuff. I've started sprinkling some new songs in there. Uh-huh. I mean, really, it's special because we haven't really played much of all any of Walking Proof as a band. So, like, that's still right. like, whoa, we've probably played each of those songs like three or four times. <laughs> and usually by now, yeah. you would have played them hundreds of times. Yeah, and they're so well, great. Thank you. Yeah, I hope you keep them in there. I hope you don't skip the Walking Proof album cycle. God, <laughs> I was telling my bandmate, uh, I was like, you know, I'm glad that we're not doing, by the time we tour again, it won't be like the Walking Proof tour. Not because I'm not proud of it, but I'd rather, because of what that record came to mean to me, it was a 2020 album. And I'm going to work those songs into the set, but I'd be lying if I didn't say that each of them in their own way make me shudder just a little because I just remember everything that went into it in just playing them on streams and kind of getting to know them in this different time. Uh, And, you know, that'll break up again once we're out and about again. I'll relate to them differently. But right now, they they give me chills. It it feels like (laughs) it feels like those are your pandemic songs. They're my pandemic songs. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, like we got to move these move these into a place uh you know yeah. somewhere else all right so f- fuck it forget what i said about that then don't you do you you do you lily <laughs> they'll be in the set they'll be in the set trust me so what was that like growing up in that type of musical household um 
you know, did your dad give you a guidance? Did you guys play together when you were little? Did he move you along? Like, how, what was that? What was that like for you? Well, it was cool in just because I think like having a parent that's a musician, like your life is just a little naturally less structured because their life is just this fun, crazy lifestyle that not, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not the normal nine to five. So that influenced our whole family dynamic and in that, I think there's just a casualness that I really appreciated. Like, you know, you're around guitars and musicians and art and uh, I don't know, in a way that's really, really just laid back. Like, because um, I think to be a musician, a touring musician, you got to learn how to roll with a lot of things. So, yeah, yeah that kind of yeah. just influenced our whole, our whole family ethos but uh and my mom you know is great about that as well so um and she's a very artistic person by nature so uh Mm -hmm. in terms of just playing together like we didn't just like sit around playing together I was really shy about that growing up as well but we talked about music all the time in our whole house play it was playing all the time the sound of my dad singing and playing is very comforting and whistling uh that was very normal (laughs) to hear and uh when i got a little older is when i was like i want to play guitar and he's like oh yes like uh you know but i kind of i mean i kind of did all that stuff on my own in my room pretty pretty to myself because i think when you're kind of discovering what about music you love so much that's such a journey that's such a intimate personal journey personal. of your own yeah. so yeah. you know i had the yeah. room to do that in my in my own space there and it was encouraged right so right so it was less about so it was less about him being a well-known, well-known musician than it was kind of just being a musical household in the same sense that even someone who wasn't particular i mean you were exposed to certain things clearly that you would not have been exposed to had john hyde not been your dad yeah. but it was like being in a musical household and that music is a personal journey. For yeah, you. totally. And uh, yeah. I was definitely influenced by everything that everyone in my family was listening to. We all listened to a ton of music. So, you know, my brother, my mom, my dad and my sister, all their tastes have influenced my own. You know, we all stole each other's CDs and stuff, passed them around. Yeah. And it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Um, and how much, um, so does your love of touring and being a touring artist, how much was that influenced by, by your dad already having done that? Well, I knew that it was a blast because every time I went with him, I was like, this is fun. Like, but granted he got to go, you know, I mean, he, he worked very hard to get to the place where he's on a bus, you know, and like, you know, it's a different, it's different, you know, and, and he drove himself too around for years. I just didn't, I didn't go on those tours. It was before my time, you know, really. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, what year were you born? So, okay. he, okay. you know, so when I saw your dad for the first time at the bottom line in New York, I think it was like in the, like 90, I want to say. Yeah. You were a little, you were a yeah, little, yeah, that was a fun time. Then that, that, that was a good time for him because things were really starting to just like be really taken. Like real solid, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. 
oh, yeah. put out a couple yeah. really special albums. And I mean, he put out a lot by then, but that's when. Well, well bring the family and slow turning. Were really, really, they were, and they changed everything for him and it was special. And I'm, I'm glad we were all in my family around for that. Cause I remember it. It was cool. And, uh, right. It, right. Did you ever say to yourself, why, why not, why not Lily instead of Georgia Ray for that song? I had to ask. No, you that. it's I'm cool. Sorry. I've been asked that so many times. I just get it. Like I don't know. I, I feel our whole family in that song. And you know, Georgia's the la- the youngest kid, and she kind of just like by that when she came, we were there. We were like we were a family. Yeah. You yeah. know? So yeah. It, it's cool. Yeah. It's it's great, and um, it's it's fun to get to like talk like have her name mentioned when I'm out on the road because. I love my sister, you know, and I'm like, yeah, she it's, it's, it's neat. I don't know. I think there's a lot of stories woven in through his work, you know, so it's, I, I, I know where we all pop up and um, I can, I, I got a f- idea of it. So it's cool. Oh yeah. So there's, there's like a certain, there's certain meetings for you that, you know, or like kind of evocative for you and you're like oh yeah that i i, I get yeah, that yeah i hear a lot of our family lore threaded through them with with a good hearty dose of his own you know fiction or whatever he wants to call it uh, you know that's what he says he always claims fiction or, or something of that nature but i hear a lot of poetic license yeah, right and i and then more farther i go the more <laughs> i'm like i see why like that is smart to do <laughs> not uh, <laughs> but, uh but i i personally have i hear a lot of our family and in a lot of things so and that's just my well, interpretation well, that's all so yeah 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 well when you say that and uh, that he takes poetic license i kind of sense that you would like to do that more is there something about your songwriting where you would like to create a fictional fictional stories a little bit more than make it per- totally personal uh yeah i mean there's there's plenty of fiction in my own things too you know it's just uh-huh yeah the personal yeah. element is really pronounced but i mean we're artists like we're dramatic and the way we interpret things isn't necessarily <laughs> always you know true to true to form or whatever you want to say like uh so I don't know. I have fun with that as well. Um, just kind of seeing what I, what I can make of something, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, along those lines, something in walking proof you, I think it was in walking proof where you said um, you hate when you say people say it is what it is. Um, what, what, what are you thinking when you, when you say that? Well, I mean, the thing about that statement is it's probably like one of the best statements out there because it's the freaking truth. And I've said it myself. I said it the other day and I just poke fun of it a little bit um, in that song because I guess like when people say that, it's just like, you know, it's right. And it's kind of a way of saying like, you can't change anything about this because it is what it is. And that is so dead on that it's can be infuriating. Cause it's like, like people don't usually say it is what it is in a matter of like, and isn't that great? 
they're not like it is what it is. Yay! It's more like, well, right, it right, is right, what right. it is, and it's like, wah, wah. <laughs> like you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. Like, yep, yeah, I mean, there's a couple. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of ways of looking at that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So, there's a couple of ways. There's a couple of ways of looking at that. One is kind of the defeatist attitude, where you can't do anything about it because it fucking is never going to change. And and one is like a Buddhist kind of way of like. Or I don't know. What were you going to say? No, I mean, well, I mean, I kind of sort of looked at it like um, a, a, from a frust- sort of it can be frustrating when people say it is what it is because things can't be changed. But things can kind of be changed on a micro that level. That's very true. They can. And on that micro level, it can accumulate into a, a macro change. So, uh, So, yeah, I guess it's just all how... I think, you know, in that song particularly, I was just like having a little fun thinking about, you know, just my my experience in Portland and just how funny it was to me, how how it just was like, yeah, it really was what it was. So it was like, that's that, you know, there was no changing what? it. So... What was your experience in Portland? Well, let me say I love Portland. It's one of my favorite cities ever. And uh, I always have a great time. And just this particular scenario was just kind of hilarious because it actually was a lot of fun. I had a residency there um, at this place Uh called McMinimins. Uh And it was great, you know. And, like, um, we played every night for, like, three hours in the basement of this hotel, funky hotel. And, uh... Uh Mm-hmm. But, you know, just wow. like I, I was with somebody at the time that we just like fought a lot and it was funny. Like, it's funny looking back. But at the time I was like all stressed out by it. And really we were just figuring out a lot. Like I was kicking off kind of a new album and first time I'd done anything like that, like played a residency every night, like five nights or seven nights in a row. I can't remember how many, you know, and like, like working out Mm -hmm. the kinks and just, you know, in hindsight, it was actually great, you know, but like I felt, I felt very overwhelmed at the time because I was like trying to work out a lot of things and, and there was a lot of bickering occurring. And I was like, ah, like, why are we, why is this happening? Like we're in Portland. It should just be a blast. But you know, we were just, we were working. So it was, uh, it was, there was some, there was some little, little issues, but it's all good. We had a good time ultimately. <laughs> it, it, it is, it is what mm-hmm. it is. Exactly. And that's the irony of that song, you know, so, or whatever. Right. 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 Well, you also talk about stuff like getting out of your own way and that's kind of an, that's sort of a be in the moment kind of, you know, I've done some work on myself as well, just to sort of focus on being in the moment because, you know, you can't be regretful of shit that's happened before or have, be anxious about what's going to happen next. Right. So that kind of, that, that stuff sort of really helps me a lot. And it was nice to hear you sort of reflect those similar sentiments in, in your, in your recent songs. Thank you. Appreciate it. I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, what's your relationship with live music and performing? Are you, um, is that something that you love to do? Have always loved to do? Um, What's your and what's your relationship with touring and the process as well of of moving around and getting out there every night? Um, well, I I love playing live and uh, 
I always have fun going new places. It's exciting to me to see new cities and just kind of be anonymous in a city. I like that. Um, sometimes you get really tired and it's like, yeah. oh, where am yeah. I? But since we drive ourselves in the van, I see every step of the way. So it's easy to kind of yeah. kind yeah. of a special way to get to know places just by traveling long distances. Like we're going to go to Iowa in a month. And I'm like looking at the routing and I'm like, cool, we're going to drive 12 hours, you know, to Sioux City, which will be fun. And I'll see it all and feel like I'm somewhere else. So uh, I love that. I love uh, playing for audiences. I love meeting people. So, again, sometimes I get tired, but that's about my only hang up is occasionally I get exhausted, but it's never, yeah. it's always, uh, yeah. I'm always re-amped by the people's energy. I get really adrenalized from other people. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Are you like someone who needs a lot of sleep? Not really. Like if I get a good seven, consistent seven or eight, you know, yeah. I used to be able to yeah. function off a lot less, uh, five or six hours. Now I'm like, eh, I want to get a good, I, will, I, I can go a night off five or six hours, like one or two, but any more nights in, that, in a row, like I, I do like, oh, yeah. I like a healthy oh, yeah. night's sleep. It's important. I function way yeah, better. It yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, the, uh, yeah, a good night's sleep and a yoga practice is like the best antidepressants that I can think of. Yes, <laughs> those are good things. Those are both for really, me. for those me, are both very helpful. So, yeah, yeah. And, and you've toured with some great names. Are there some that, that stand out for you? I mean, I, I was, re you've toured with, um, uh, Drive By Truckers, Margot Price, uh, his golden messenger. How, how have, have there, is there something that's like stands out for you for a particular reason? Honestly, all of those tours you mentioned, every tour I've ever had has been special to me. Like, mm. I mean, including mm. the ones that I went out by myself and played to nobody. Like they've all changed my mm. life. Mm. They've all made me better. Um, uh, I had a blast with Margot. She's one of my dear friends. I've watched her grow and become a famous person, which has been incredible. And, uh, I know how hard yeah. she works. And I mean, really like we came up together in Nashville. So that's special. His golden messenger was awesome. Cause it was like January, 2020 before things got really weird. Drive by truckers yeah. tour changed yeah. our lives because it opened up a giant fan base to us that didn't know about us before. And that was very, and that's a band I've looked up to for years. It was just, Right. I was pretty starstruck right. by that experience. Honestly, I was just like, wow, I'm like watching like Patterson and Cooley like every night. It's crazy. Like these guys have inspired me so much in uh, their whole band, you know. Uh, John Moreland, I did a great tour with him. Uh, I drove myself uh, out to California. We did a West Coast tour starting in Texas. So mm -hmm. that was the first time I'd driven the whole country by myself in my Honda, my 2002 wow. Honda Accord wow. that about almost that broke down literally right after I got back from that. Tour. <laughs> oh, that nice. was very special. Um, yeah. you know, so, uh, they, there's not one that, that means more to me than the other. They're all just like been, I've been lucky. I've had a lot of good tours. So, 
having a, to to uh, to drive around by yourself or or drive yourself around and do that kind of uh, kind of a do-it-yourself level um, has that given you a particular perspective that you think is 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 been useful for you and sort of um, help shape who you are? Yes, it has. It's made me feel extremely confident in myself in a way. Cause I'm like, I've been mm-hmm. in the middle mm-hmm. of the redwoods, like wondering if my oil, why my oil lights on with no shoulder on the side of the road being like, I hope I make it. It's given me a faith in things <laughs> that's really valuable where I'm just like, eh, I always figure it out. I mean, I've never really, luckily I've never really had a big issue occur when I've been on my own. It's like the universe has gifted me that anything that's been gone awry. I've been with my bandmates. So we've been able to work it out together, which is cool. Huh? But when you've been on your own, nothing's really happened like that. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe you're just fucking lucky. I think in that way I am. (laughs) Sometimes I've been on tours and been like, hope my car makes it. And as soon as I got home, it broke down, but I'm like, it didn't when I was out there by myself. Thank you. Wow. Wow. So I, I just, it gives me, but I feel real self-reliance in those situations and, and very open to just people. Cause I need, cause I'm by myself and I have nothing yeah. to lose really. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah. well, it gives you yeah. street smarts too. You're like parking in a weird hotel parking lot in New Jersey or something by myself. I'm like, okay, like, you know, better assess, you know, just makes you kind of, I don't know. This made me smarter, I think. So. Yeah, no, the first thing. Yeah, came. no, the first thing that came was like having street smarts, you know. Um, yeah, no, it was just like the thing that came with street smarts, but also there's this an interesting kind of cosmic thing that happens when you put out good energy and like bad shit doesn't happen to you. I don't know. That sounds no, kind of really weird. No, I believe in that, <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. Like I get out there and I'm just like la la la. Like I live in my own little world. And some people might call that naive, but I just call it like trust and like, uh, and, and it attracts just all the good. I swear. Like I've never had a bad time on their own. Really. I haven't. Cause I'm just like, I believe in the good, you know? So. Yeah. And it shows what's your, um, what is your relationship with fans and the audience and how do you, um, how do you process that relationship and what do you get from it? Well, I have had a lot of interaction with fans because I've always gone to the merch table and worked it myself yeah. for the yeah. past 15 years. So I've cultivated a lot of of relationships with people and it's really valuable to me, even though there are nights where I'm like, when I've been out for two weeks and I'm like, Oh my God, like, I don't know if I can go to the merch booth tonight. Like I, but it's, I love it. Like I love talking to people and, uh, and I love like when people tell me things and share things, it's honestly for as much as I love like promoting my, my music and myself through, or my art, you know, uh, I actually really enjoy being quiet and listening to people too. So that like gives me the opportunity for that, the merch table scenario. Hmm. People just want to, they just want to tell you stuff, you know, and it's cool. (laughs) It's an honor. And uh, I get to say my part on stage. So um, that's cool. And it, it means a lot. I've made some like really good friends on the road. Like I've become 
I have, you know, a family in Walla Walla that we, we always play their house show and I'm friends with this whole family. They mean so much to me, you know, and like we've stayed really there cool. like well, three really or cool. four times, you know, it's incredible. Like, uh, yeah. so I love yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I know you, you work the merch table and that's, that's amazing. Like you just, I mean, did, <clears throat> um, did it ever occur to you that you could hire someone to do that for oh, you? Oh yeah, I'm just thrifty, so I'm always like, "Oh, what can we, what can we manage on our own and not like?" And you know, eventually I will. You know, actually, that was kind of the plan for going out in 2020. It was like we're going to have some extra hands. Like, I'll still pop out there, but we're going to have a road manager out with us who could who could help break some of that up for me. Um, right. And the band, because right. we all, you know, like we an extra set of hands will be good, but. uh but I do think – I don't think I'll ever stop going to say hi to people because that's what – that just – there's something about that that it's like we've met, you know, and talk. It's right. such a personal experience. It's important to me, you know, so. Yeah. And just that energy feeling that you get from from fans from being on on stage, how, how important is that for you? Very important. And learning how to live without it the last year has been really hard, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I know then feeling it again is like, oh yeah, it's still all there. And, and you know, I felt that even when I did live streams, and I can see people's comments. It's like, oh, like yeah. I feel yeah. everyone, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but there's nothing like the experience of the being in a room together and, you know, for 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 a song, you know. So Yeah, yeah, there's something universal about that. We talk about that all the time uh on the show with people that I have on. Um yeah, there's just something something magical about it and we can talk about it in the uh hopefully soon we'll be able to talk about it in the present yes. tense of something that just like her uh, happened yesterday. So, yeah. Um, do you have plans to get out? Do you have uh, a tour planned or what's kind of what's coming up for you? Yeah, I have some stuff in a little bit this summer. And uh, I think we're looking at the fall to kind of get a little run happening before, uh, you know, before the end of the year, which is crazy. We're like about to be in June. But yeah, we're, we'll have a little something coming up and I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm I'm just taking it all as it comes, you know. Ready to take out the 2002 Honda Accord? Oh, no, that yeah, one died. Yeah, it's gone. I miss that car. I'll, I'll take my big uh, van out there. Um, I have a Transit, uh, a 2015. Transit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been inside one of those. Those are cool. They're, yeah, they work. Yeah, it gets you around for sure. It's a good van. I'm lucky to have it. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good spot to yeah, have. Yeah, it is. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I look forward to, to seeing you out on the road, Lily, and... Um, it was so great to get to know you a little bit and uh, kind of understand your thinking a little bit and uh, talk about your background. Well, it was great to talk to you. You asked a lot of great stuff and I appreciate it. So thank you. Cool. 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 Well, thanks for being here, Lily. I really yeah. appreciate it. See you out on the See road soon. See you soon, for sure. Have a good one, Josh. Thanks again. Bye. Hey, bye, Lily. Okay, that was Lily Hyatt. Really love that conversation with Lily, and I want to thank her again for spending the time with me. 
you know, I've seen Lily in a number of different venues that I mentioned uh, during the interview. She's just got such a great and exciting stage presence. And, uh, you know, when she talks about loving the fans and loving talking to people and being at the merch table, I mean, those are, those are real things. Those are real ways of making that, um, that connection with the fans and kind of making that live experience really come alive uh um during that during the show and she has that way about her of just connecting with so many different people and uh love just having a nice and uh easy conversation with her i'm really excited that she's working on some new material um can't wait to hear some of that but uh as far as her most recent album walking proof which was back in march of 2020 I really love that album, and uh, I'm, I was so intrigued to talk to Lily just um, and hear about kind of how she sort of manages, um, uh, you know, her struggle with, uh, with sobriety and uh, just being sober, um, you know, and having that uh, university degree in psychology and how that sort of figures into her thinking and her interactions and how she kind of moves uh, about the about the world and uh and create songs that are that are that are really touching and personal and sort of uh approach her way of moving about in a in a certain fashion and i i really loved that um can't wait for lily to get back on the road and of course um she's really excited to do that as well um and uh looking forward to seeing uh, that show it's just really really great and she's just one of those nashville artists that i really love and i i love the nashville scene and i i wish lily the best uh going forward in um <clears throat> towards the end of this what has been a very difficult year and um She's got some tour dates in the fall and uh, in the winter as well. And she's going to be swinging by my town in Chicago, I think, in, in February. And I'm uh, really excited about that. So I want to thank all of you for listening to this episode with Lily Hyatt. And I want to thank Lily again for stopping by and uh, spending this time with me on this episode of Road Case. Thanks again so much for listening. And I'd like to encourage everyone to get involved with Roadcase. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can email me at info at roadcasepod.com with questions, comments, and even suggestions for guests. Or you can follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at RoadcasePod. And we have a YouTube channel called Roadcase Podcast. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And if you could please rate and review the podcast while you're there, that would be great. So I want to thank Waltzer for this awesome theme music that we have. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to Roadcase. We have a lot of great episodes coming up, so I'll see you on down the road. <laughs>